Hi, you're listening to episode number 21 of Widowcast with Joanne Philomena from Joanne the Life Coach. These are real stories, real experiences of widowhood, both my own story and many other widows that I've known and worked with as a life coach. Welcome, listeners. Hey, today's episode may be a bit of a ramble. Um, I usually have bullet points set up for myself, but today I just felt inspired to turn on the microphone and talk to you. Uh, it's a beautiful day in New York. My windows are open, so <laughs> if the microphone starts picking up the sounds of birds and things, you'll just have to forgive me. It's too pretty to close myself up into a broadcasting booth. You know, I was... Um, curious about what is it that my audience most needs to learn about? What is it you most want to hear about? And I found a website where you could ask the public and you put in a word and it brings back all of these searches and questions. So I did that with Widow. And once I weeded out all the Black Widow questions for spiders and <laughs> a lot of miscellaneous, and there were a lot of searches on Widow Survivor Benefits with Social Security, which is one of the first things we all have to look up. Then I got down to some of the nitty gritty. And one of the biggies was how to survive this how to survive this. And I imagine people putting that into a Google search engine saying, widow, how to survive. This, these are people it's pretty new for. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe you are well into your first year and going and saying there has to be answers how to survive this. You know, I'm a life coach, and I coach people on all sorts of things. Um, I work as a weight coach. I'm a professional certified weight coach, as well as a professional certified life coach, and I've coached widows. One of the things that I teach my clients is the difference between what is fact and what is their thought, because really it's how we think about the facts of reality around us is what makes us feel the way we do. Your feelings don't come from outside of you. It's always based on what you're thinking about what's outside of you. And your thoughts are choices that you make. Your brain's going to play all kinds of different canned thoughts that it's had in there for years. And it's the thoughts that you choose to focus on that make you feel one way or another. So I want to bring this slowly into Widowcast and introduce you to this concept because it can make a difference in widowhood and surviving widowhood. Um, I was doing a search on that because I thought if that's one of the top searches, let me see what's out there. And I found a few things. Um, I found an article written by Honey Good. I didn't know Honey Good existed until I found the article. But she had a few really great points. She talked about um, because she lived in Honolulu, she was able to walk four miles each morning and four miles at sunset. And she did that to take time to think about her life 
and to cry and to grieve and to be alone because she had children at that time and she just needed to be off on her own to have a chance to cry and grieve. And it was really important in her healing process. And I think it's fantastic because if you're out walking, you're also moving your body and clearing out some stress. Um, she was living in very peaceful surroundings. She was numb from the sudden loss, which is something I hear from everybody initially upon becoming widowed. They're numb. It's that state of shock that we go into. She did intentionally move out of the family home into an apartment, something different. She lived on the ocean. She wanted to be in new surroundings part of her healing process. I don't know how I would have felt about doing that. Uh, I'm still in our house. I and I could see in the future I might move to be closer to family, but I didn't feel any need to not be in this house anymore. I, I it's maybe a very individual kind of need. And like I've always told you, there's really no set plan for widowhood. What you feel is what you feel. And it's really okay. Whatever you decide is really okay because it's unique for you. But in reading Honey Good's article, I read what I really identified with was spending time alone, being key in healing. One of the big things I think that make a difference is learning to love the loneliness. Now, I know that may sound crazy to some of you, especially if you're still in your first year of widowhood, because one of the most difficult things initially is being alone, feeling alone. But there becomes a transition point. For me, it was when my thoughts began to shift. And remember, I just said, how you feel really comes from what you're thinking about the outside circumstance. And my circumstance didn't change through last year. Okay. When Jim passed away, I was alone. And now I'm still alone. But now I'm savoring my aloneness. Initially, it was painful to be alone. And I think it's because my thoughts were that it's painful to be alone. Oh my God, I'm alone. That was my thinking. And I had never in my life lived all by myself. Crazy as that sounds. I didn't get to have those crazy years in my 20s going to college and living by myself. It just didn't happen. I went from my parents' house into the house, into a home with my first husband. Um, I never lived alone. So living alone was something I had to learn to do. And at first it was upsetting until I hit that turning point, that day where I realized, wow, today is really nice to come home and to an empty house. It felt great to come home to an empty house and just drop my shoes in the middle of the floor because I was beat and there was nobody to trip over them. I didn't have to worry about it. it. And then there was a little guilt associated with that too. And I know I've talked about this in the past. When you start to shift from feeling terrible because you are alone to feeling comfortable with being alone to the final shift to actually discovering that you like 
and cherish your alone time. Don't feel guilty about that. This is just a part of the natural transition through grief. And there's no reason to feel guilty that, oh, I don't, thinking you don't miss your husband because you're enjoying being alone. Of course you still miss your husband, even though you're going to enjoy your alone time where you can watch whatever you want to watch on TV, or you can curl up in a chair and read and no one's going to interrupt that. Or you can go to the kitchen and make a chocolate milkshake and no one's going to say, are you crazy? (laughs) Right? Alone means that you really begin to relearn yourself. One of the things that helped me survive widowhood was actually looking forward to seeing Jim again. This may sound crazy to you, maybe not, depending on your faith. Jim and I had always believed that we continue after death and I will eventually join Jim wherever he is in the afterlife and we'll have a chance to sit down and kind of go over everything that's happened in the meantime and probably laugh about it and it'll be a whole new perspective when we're when I'm out of the body <laughs> in the afterlife with him if you have that kind of belief in the afterlife that's going to help you a lot if you can look forward to the fact that you honestly believe, you honestly think you will see your loved one again at some point. That helps you process. It helped me process in the belief that Jim was still a part of this reality. I just couldn't see him. And I could feel his presence especially like in the first three months after he passed away, there were a lot of indications that like his energy was still around. He was still around. And that's when I began speaking out loud to him because I knew he could hear me wherever it is. He is, he can hear me. I can speak. I asked once, and I don't know if I've told this story. I don't know if I've shared this before or not sitting in my backyard one evening It was last summer, and I was leaned back in the chair looking way up into the canopy of our giant oak tree. We loved the giant oak tree in our backyard. Jim loved that oak tree. And and I was looking up through the branches into the night sky, and I was asking, if I call you to me, can you still hear me? Can I still ask you questions? If I mentally reach out, do you hear me? And then I heard a neighbor slam a window shut, kind of pulled me out of my reverie. And as I looked back down again onto the patio, I was surrounded by fireflies. There must have been, I don't know how many fireflies. It was just fireflies all over around me, more than I'd ever seen in our yard. Sometimes we would see one or two going through our backyard. I was surrounded by fireflies. It took my breath away. The next evening, there were no fireflies. I mean, that just never happened again. And um, it it was like there was the answer. It was like, yes, yes. If you speak to me and reach out to me, I will respond. And he sent me a patio full of fireflies. So if you have that kind of faith, 
where you know they're still available to you, even though they're not physically present, and someday you will see them again, that is going to help you cope with the loss. That is going to help you survive being a widow. You need to have patience when people forget your lost spouse, because that's going to happen. Even though you're still grieving, there's going to be a lot of people who have already moved on. And you have to accept that some people just aren't going to be there for you all the time. That's going to be part of your transitioning into a life after losing your spouse. Is accepting the fact that not everybody is still going to be on the same page with you in that grief. You will eventually be able to take control of your life. You can easily accept the loss, but if you spend your time wallowing in despair, that's not going to help you move on. What's going to help you move on is beginning to take your life by the horns, knowing that it's, it's your life now and you're forging a whole new way and you begin planning for what direction you want your life to take now. One of the ways widows move forward with their life is getting into better physical shape, improving their diet, scheduling some kind of training or walk. You can consider rebooting your health. And that's an excellent idea as a widow. There are studies that show widows tend to have um, health problems a year or two out from losing their spouse probably a result of the stress of losing your loved one. But if you can take a focus in your life on improving your health, you shift your thoughts to taking better care of yourself, maybe start getting into fitness classes, something you've never done before, try something new, that becomes a way of moving your life forward. Um, Short-term, long-term financial fixes. There's a lot of places that will offer advice to widows. Friends will offer financial advice. Widows can get pushed by well-meaning relatives to make unwise decisions. So you really want to check that. You can even check in with the American Association of Individual Investors. They will offer advice to widows. Go through the pain. There's a study that found that widows tend to get through chronic or physical pain better than those who are married. And I think it's because we know we, we have to be self-sufficient and we can move through it. But primarily, more than moving through the pain is taking care of your health. Weight loss can be a significant measure. Many widows, myself included, Gain weight after that initial loss. Not initially, not immediately, because I know a lot of you out there thinking, oh God, I couldn't even eat. And for me, I've struggled with food and weight for a, a big part of my life until I started finding answers to what permanently loses weight, the way for permanent weight loss to make that mental shift. Initially, I 
It's not that I couldn't eat. I just didn't even think of eating. I would forget to eat. I was still in that state of shock where I just wouldn't even think to go fix myself something to eat. If somebody took me out to dinner or if somebody was here and we sat down to have something together, then I would start eating it and be like, wow, this is really good. And I would eat the whole thing. But then I might not think to eat again for another day, <laughs> which is completely out of character for me, trust me. But then in those weeks after Jim passed away, that I thought I was handling it well. I thought, hey, I'm surviving it well, right? I put on, put back on 20 pounds in about six weeks time. So I swear, just that fast. And that's not unusual. So part of taking care of your health is also looking to eat healthier, to start really assessing your hunger. Um, go listen to my other podcast. I have a podcast called Weight Coach. And if you search Joanne Philomena in iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play Music, it'll bring up both my podcasts and you'll find Weight Coach in there. Lots of great episodes focused on how to relearn your hunger to permanently take weight off. Another thing that I read about surviving as a widow is to understand that you can love again. Now, I know it's possible because I've read widows that have remarried. I've read widows that have remarried as quickly as 10 months after becoming widowed. I'm not there yet. <laughs> For me, I'm just not there yet. I'm not, I haven't even thought about wanting to rebuild a relationship with someone. I don't know that it's crucial to do that to move on. But I do think that it's, yes, it's absolutely possible to profoundly fall in love again. You may even have a deeper and more tender relationship knowing now what you know knowing the value knowing what each day means but more than anything you need to accept that you are in a grieving process it's not going to be something that's easily mapped out Remember, I talked about those stages of grief that just drive me crazy because I know we are all different. Our emotions go all over the map, but accept that you are in a grieving process and you're going to learn to laugh away the pain and really embrace the emotions as they come. You can't bottle it up. I, I talk to widows that have immediately jumped into some career going back to work, they wrap themselves up in some project that almost delays the process of grieving. You want to give yourself the time. You want to make sure you have time alone, like Honey Good talking about going out on her long walks so that she could cry and grieve and think things through. You're going to need that alone time if you're not getting that alone time. And if you are alone and you're trying to distract yourself from the fact you're alone because it upsets you that you're now alone, value that. 
Don't distract yourself from alone time. Take the time to just get into your aloneness. Meditate for a few minutes in the morning. Go take a walk if you can, if you're in a place where the weather is decent and you can get outside and just walk and clear your head. Allow yourself to feel the emotions that you're going to feel in grief. Resisting it is what makes it a long drawn out process. That's when you begin to wallow in it because you're not moving through it. You're not saying, okay, yeah, it's painful and I'm going to sit here and cry a minute and work, let that pain come on through me. You want to discover your thoughts and your beliefs. You want to take a look at your current habits. Then begin new practices and ingrain new thoughts until they become second nature. I can help you with that. I talked about this on my last podcast. For the next 60 days, I want to do 100 free transformations in free mini sessions. And at the end of each of the two months, I'm going to draw a name from the signups that come to me for mini sessions. You can't just sign up. You have to come to the mini session. And I will draw names to give away a $100 Amazon gift card. I'm going to draw a name at the end of 30 days and a name at the end of 60 days and give away a $100 Amazon gift card each time. So I'm giving away not only the free mini session, I'm giving away two free $100 Amazon gift cards. I'm doing this because so many people don't even know what a life coach does. And especially for this podcast, people don't understand what a widow coach does and what it's like to be coached. So I want to get that out there. I want you to know what it is I do as a widow coach. I can handle about 10 spots a week and I'm offering this on both of my podcasts. Go listen to weight coach and the spots will fill up quickly. So jump on talk to joanne.com. It takes you right to my scheduling calendar you can pick a day and time for a free half-hour mini-session. We'll get on the phone together. We'll identify just one of the things that's an issue causing you pain. And we'll identify just one thought that's creating problems for you. And we'll resolve it right then, right on the call. Don't worry if you can't pinpoint one thing. If you're just in overwhelming grief, we're going to isolate one part of that grief. And we are going to make you feel better right on that phone call. And you'll get a piece of actionable advice that you can take with you and apply in your life. And you get to experience what it's like to be coached by me. So what are you waiting for? <laughs> I always tell you guys, I'd love to talk to you. I love to hear from you. So go to talktojoanne.com and schedule a session. Get out there, find some joy in your life today. Until next time. <music>